Well, that's Coleman Hawkins, and this is Frankly Speaking with Pastor Frank. Let me ask you a question. Who rules in your heart? Who is your king today? Colossians chapter 3 draws a very interesting comparison. It says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on the things above, not on the things of the earth. There it is, right hand, left hand. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. It draws this comparison all the way through. Paul in Colossians chapter 3 draws two separate pictures. In verse 5, he says, Mortify your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, idolatry. In verse 8, he says, Now put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy. Put off. In verse 9, Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. Put off. But in verse 10, he says, and put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge. In verse 12, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another. Verse 14, above all these things, put on charity which is the bond of perfectness. Put on love. See the difference? Put off. Put off anger, malice, blasphemy. Put off the old man with his deeds. Put on the new man. Put on as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humblest. Put on love. It's the bond of perfectness. And then he says in verse 15, and let the God of peace, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. You know, I look back at a at an s- interesting story or account, I guess you would say is more accurate, of Absalom, one of the sons of King David, actually one of his favorite sons, the one that he would have loved to see take the throne after him. And in 2 Samuel 15, after his sister was abused, Absalom got this I this 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 hardness of his heart against his father. And he started, and, and 2 Samuel 15 starts to show where he did this. He started to woo, woo the people of Israel away from his father, uh, away from King David, rather. He started to woo the kingdom of Israel away from his father. He would subtly woo them. He would be in the gates, and as people would come, he would, he would get friendly with him. He would offer to fix things. He would, he would do whatever it took to get in good with him, and he did this for quite a long time. It was actually a conspiracy, a conspiracy of subtle wooing, and after a while, he got to the place where he was actually more favorably thought of than his father, King David, and sure enough, he had the revolt. He went to Hebron, and while there, he was heralded as the king. And much of the kingdom, much of the, many of the people, they went to him. They, they accepted him as king. He, he became the king in their eyes. The revolt took place, and it was successful, so much so that King David would have to flee from, from Jerusalem. And 
and hide out. And for a long time, he was hiding out from his son and, and actually in peril of him. Then finally, there was a battle. Absalom fled. He fled on his donkey and kind of a cool story. He got hung up by his hair. His long flowing hair got hung up in a branch and he was hanging there, hanging, it says, between heaven and earth three days. And Joab came and was told about him and put three arrows into his heart and ended the revolt. And even after that, though, David was so shaken, he he, he cried, he, he mourned Absalom, oh, my son Absalom, until they told him, listen, uh, you better get things together here. But it's a, it's a story of a revolt, and it's a story of a time when there were two kings. There were two kings that had the hearts of the people, that vied for the hearts of the people. There was the legitimate king, King David, who was legitimately anointed and appointed. And then there was the usurper Absalom, who won the hearts of the people, took over the palace, took over the the land. And and that story makes me think about how it is in our lives. And we go back to Colossians and in verse 15, there's a the verse says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you're also called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And so I come back to my original question, who is on the throne of your heart today? Who is ruling? in your heart? Is it the usurper? Have you been wooed? Has the subtle conspiracy of of the siren's call uh, wooed you from your first love? Or is it Christ? Do we put on the new man or are we messing with the old? Are the things in our hearts uh, what we need to put off or are they what we have put on? Who rules? Who's your king today? I want to encourage you. I want to take a look at this and look at God. Let God say, look into my heart and see who's on the throne. Who rules in my heart today? God, is it you or is it me? Is it the old man? Is it the things of the world? Is it the things that I have struggled with for so long to put off? Have they been wooing me into a place of where my affection is one. Have they been wooing me into a place where I have turned from the true king, my true king, unto another? Oh God, let your peace rule in my heart. Heavenly Father, I pray God for each one listening today that you would just remind them of that day that wonderful day when you took up residence, when they surrendered the old man, the old life to you, and said, oh God, sit on the throne of my heart. Sit in control of my mind. Take who I am and make me who you'd like me to be. Oh God, you, let your peace, the peace of God, rule in our hearts today. Hallelujah. Until next time.